We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here on this uh, little chilly Tuesday here in Oxford, leading up to Ole Miss and Auburn Saturday night from Jordan-Hare Stadium. We'll discuss Lane Kiffin's comments on his uh, during his Monday media gathering. Neil also has more on that up on the site at rebelgrove.com and a couple different uh, content items there. Quick hits are up on the site. Also, uh, today we will be speaking about a little basketball recruiting. Jalen Reed, son of uh, former Ole Miss basketball player Justin Reed. He is making his college decision today. Long thought to be uh, Ole Miss or Maryland, but it looks like the Florida Gators have the inside track to that uh, today. So we'll talk about what the – the repercussions of that are, what that means, and more should that happen here coming up on the show. A little bit about the Saints. Elon Payton back at it for Monday Night Football last night. Payton paying off his bet, wearing uh, an Ole Miss jersey for the first half of that uh, that game last night, and uh, and much more. So that is today's podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Get that selfie. You just go on over to the Oxford Exxon, the Blue Sky location, you uh, take a selfie. Anything in the background, you can choose around that. You can uh, then upload it to Twitter. Tweet it out. Hashtag Blue Sky Rebels at the Oxford Exxon. And when you do that, you're automatically entered into a chance to win an official Ole Miss football helmet. You can also download the Speed Pass Plus app, earn some points, and save some money. Or get the lunch special that's five sixty nine every single weekday. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. Uh, let's see. Yeah. What are we talking about in this thread? Do History's I... a little different if that was not the first time in a long time that Peyton Manning's worn an Ole Miss jersey. <laughs> I have such a different take on the Peyton Manning thing than other people. It bothers people, I know, because they 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 want to do the history and blame Peyton for not coming. 
It's totally Ole Miss's fault. It's the people who were running Ole Miss's fault. You knew Peyton Manning was coming. Everyone told you starting at about the ninth grade that he's different, he's special, and you ran your program into the ground in the process anyway, and that's totally on you. And it's when they come back and honor all those people, it drives me insane. It really does. It it like grates my last nerve. Like I don't. It's not that I want to besmirch the character of people long gone who can't defend themselves, but, but, yeah. It, I mean, three or four key elements to that that just kind of get washed away a little bit as time goes on, and frankly, more and more as time goes on, um, to where it becomes this almost like lovable mistake a little bit. And I mean, what that does to the program is amazing in so many ways. Um, I, I mean, so I do many wonder ways. if you get him if you don't get Eli. Part of me wonders if you end up with one or one or the two, either way. Could be depending on how it would have gone and yeah. all of that stuff, but. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, like whatever. You know, I, I thought that was interesting. Well, if we can start wherever, um, but it, a couple things here. Yes, James Franklin going to Jimmy Sexton yesterday <laughs> is some of. I mean, as somebody <laughs> says in the thread, he's focused. I mean, middle of the season, the agent change. I had a had a buddy last <sighs> night text me, and he was like, "Yeah," and he mentioned another friend of ours. He goes, "Yeah," he calls him the cab driver. You just call him when you're ready to go. And I said, "You know, yeah. there, there's a lot of truth to that right there." But that 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 is that that is very accurate. Dan so, Mullen couldn't get out. Hired Jimmy, got out. Yeah, James losing Illinois and not overtimes. You know what, Jimmy? Let's, let's see, let's see, let's see what you got over there. So the James Franklin thing is really interesting because I think he's at the top of the USC list. And I think he's so close to the top of the LSU list. And this is what Jimmy Sexton does so well. And when people vilify Jimmy Sexton, I always crack up at that too. He's just doing his job. He's doing his job. His job is to get you a better job with more money and to open up that job for another one of his new clients. That's his gig. He has a big puzzle. And as many pieces as he can put in said puzzle is... His job is not to protect Tennessee or Ole Miss or LSU or Penn now State. Now, the irony of it is he plays it, obviously getting the individual coach as much as he can, but it's almost more about the equilibrium, the totality of his clients, than it even is the individual coach. Yeah. I mean, we've had people, and I mean, you obviously know him far better than I do, but just in general... People who've, who've like been on planes with everything and just heard his phone conversations where it's almost like, yeah, but if we get that guy here, we can do this here yes. and we can do this. And it's it's an eight-piece deal yes. that it's not just about, hey, if Jimbo gets 75, that works best for Jimbo. Well, but but if Jimbo goes over here and gets 60, that means my other guy gets 40 here and 22 here. And sure. it starts – Sure. It's the whole big math equation as you do this thing. So That's his job, and he is exceptional at it. He is. And so – James Franklin, I think, I think at some point you've got to say, all right, maybe, you know, Penn State was kind of James Franklin's dream job. But you got to say, what is my goal here? Is it to win big? Or is it, and it could be that James Franklin needs to apply the screws a little bit to Penn State to get whatever it is that he feels he needs to get to get them over the top. Mm -hmm. But the whole, listen, I've watched Penn State play and I've watched Ohio State play. And it doesn't matter how damn focused James Franklin is this week. He can be lazy. He game. can be laser ass focused, and they're losing to Ohio State. I so mean, just it is what it is. So he's he's probably hitting that point where he goes, "All right, if I want to win, I'm going to have to go someplace where I can get better players." 
or I got to figure out some deal here and I got to turn the screws on some of these cats. I was looking at it here because I was just kind of curious. Give me one second to look at one more year. I mean, we don't need a huge sample size, but I can I can judge this off a couple. Um, James Franklin, he's put up 15 and 26 team rankings recruiting the last two years. Um, you know, that's a, t- that's a school where you would expect at least flirting with the top 10 most of the time, um, having a chance, kind of dominating. He was 11 the year before that. He has talent to finish second in the Big Ten at least every season. At yeah. some point, this is on him sure. that it's been what it's been, that he's been able to – he potentially ran off the wrong quarterback last year. I mean, well, he didn't potentially. Levis ends up at Kentucky, and he, I mean – He ran off the wrong quarterback. He's, you know, he's a better guy. I mean, he was a better or better quarterback, not person. That beats the hell out of me. But, you know, it, it's – there's a little bit of – he got so much acclaim for doing what he did at Vanderbilt, winning nine games two years in a row, and look, one hell of a coaching job. Hard to take that As I've repeated me. a thousand times, they've never – Ever, ever, ever signed a Rivals 100 player. Ever. Right. So winning back-to-back nine-win seasons at Vanderbilt, huge deal. The bloom is starting to just lose a rose a little bit. Yeah, just, sure. Just, just, just kind of. A little just, wilted. Yeah, just, just a, little a little bit. So it's time to move. Hey, yeah. you know, before the whole damn thing falls off and we lose in Nebraska or something, let's make this go away. Let's, let's, let's do something here. Well, so, and coaches are starting to notice something. And coaches understand that there's more to what's happened at LSU than Ed Orgeron losing football games. They understand that from a perception standpoint, Ed lost control of the program. From mm-hmm. a perception standpoint, Ed lost control of his personal life to a degree. Um, but all of these, let's be real here, most of these guys know that they wouldn't want a deep dissection of their personal lives either. Of course. And they know that if Ed were winning right now, we would not be having this conversation. If what's LSU's record? They're four and four and three. Yeah, something like that. Or four and what is? What are they? I got it right in front of my face. LSU's four and four, two and three. Let, let LSU be eight and two instead of four and, or seven and one instead of four and four. Just coming off a thirty-one seventeen win over Ole Miss, not a thirty-one seventeen loss to Ole Miss, and Ed Orgeron's not. No one's discussing the naked woman in his bed. Yeah, and you know Mark, what I mean, and Mark makes a good point. In Penn State, that he he has three two loss regular seasons. I mean, he's done a hell of a job, but it's just, oh yes, but but he from, knows from a national landscape though. We really don't talk about them. No, they're just below that tier mm-hmm. a little bit. They're frankly kind of a grind. Put your earmuffs on. They're a little bit of a more consistent Auburn, where we don't really know where to put them on that A level or B level a little bit. Difference is they're, like, they're, in a, they're in a league that, that if, you're, if you're on the second tier of the SEC, you get more national acclaim right. than if you're on the second tier of the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, you know. And they're not necessarily on second tier. They're just not who we talk about. Well, they kind of are. The Big Ten is Ohio State and Michigan and then everybody else. But then Michigan sucked, and Penn State's been better Michigan's than Michigan's high profile. Yeah, sure. And Penn State, even though it's been a decade, is still grimy as hell. Sure. From a straight perception standpoint. So I don't know. I mean, look, I think James Franklin is interested in the LSU job. I know he's interested in the USC job. Uh, those are places with moving pieces that would mean a lot of assistant coaches move as well, which is also part of the Sexton mm-hmm. deal. He has clients that aren't head coaches yet. Um, I anticipate like every other off season, this the carousel to spin quickly. Yeah, it just does. It typically does, and the 
him switching to Sexton to me is just a good business decision on his sure. part. I mean, it's as simple as that. Um, speaking of, and then we'll go from. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to needle you this morning, Grant. Get you going. Um, a lot of chatter about Monday Night Football last night, and we'll get into some moment stuff in the next segment. Yeah, I, I was obviously watching. I watched the first two minutes of the game last night on the regular telecast because I'd forgotten about Peyton Eli. Frankly, yeah. just I just clicked it on ESPN and I wasn't really thinking. I was like, oh crap, let me turn over. And I got a couple different takes. One, yes, from a straight publicity standpoint, last night could not have gone better for Ole Miss. I mean, you're throughout the entire broadcast. You've got Peyton in the jersey for the first half. You've got every guest needling Peyton about it. You, I mean, you have a clip that you can go pull now and talking about Tom Brady wanting Ole Miss pajamas that you can play throughout the entire history of the rest of your, your world from that standpoint. I thought Peyton and Eli were more comfortable last night. I thought they were the funniest they've been throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I thought that just from a straight entertainment value, the show had gotten better. Almost like it kind of needed that breather to go over some things and kind of then come back to it. Um, I thought they were both great. Yeah, they were great. The only thing that I found odd last night, it's been mentioned in here, is that you left the last show, and again, credit to ESPN here, because in today's world where God knows what, nobody got reprimanded and the whole middle finger thing went away as quickly as it came. And I didn't necessarily expect like Eli to get fired, but at the end of the day, who knows? So well, Eli doesn't need ESPN. Well, no, that's my point. My point being, ESPN there was nothing. Needs Eli. But in saying that, yeah. when Peyton had to come back and apologize and do all in the last show, what did you think you were getting with Marshawn Lynch? We had to find four <laughs> guests last night, and we get you know what Marshawn would be great on the first show after we had to apologize to the nation for a profanity, because. Look, I'll, he, I find him entertaining. I find him funny. I sure. found his press conference and going, I'm just trying not to get fined. I found it all really funny. But there was no way he was getting through that show last night without cussing. He yeah. drops the F-bomb. He says the S-word several times. I mean, so Peyton has to come back again and go, hey, that's not what we're trying to do here. We really apologize. It's like, just <laughs> just go get somebody else. There's plenty of former Seahawks. Go yeah. gra- See what Matt Hasselback's doing and grab him. He was night. actually having his... He did the thing. Yeah. Yeah, they put his name on the ring of honor yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it just was like. So I missed that. Carson had a uh, he was intra squad. He appeared game. to be on baked, some right? type of something. He was baked. He looked baked. Yes. Yeah. Even more than our caller the other night. <laughs> and I mean, he's just like leaning back, and I mean, it's just he's just hanging out, and I mean, it's it, it, yeah, he was he was on something. I tell you what else struck me, and Breeze has been good um, on NBC. He's going to be fine. He's he, he's he's made for this kind of thing, but he was not good last night. No, Brady show was great. Brady was fantastic last night, yeah. and Breeze was very average. I mean, I, I there was a huge contrast. There was between not much the two of a of gap between Sue Bird and Drew Breeze from entertainment value. No, Breeze. She was actually funny. What a bothered times. me a little with Breeze is his obviously his offense, his former team on a critical drive and. He couldn't quickly identify things almost. Mm. He was having a hard time articulating even what they were doing right there. And it's not that he doesn't know, but there was just an interesting from a TV standpoint being able to then relay that where you would really appreciate Brady. And then, frankly, you look back and go, hey, maybe Romo's not just every other NFL quarterback who goes into TV, huh? Maybe maybe there's an extra thing there with, with Tony. When he Is does that even a things. debate? Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Okay, because like, Tony <laughs> Romo's fantastic on television. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, 
Peyton's really, really good. Yeah. Tom Brady, I'm convinced you could drop him into a TV booth today. Tom, yeah, whatever. But yeah. I think Tom Brady is one of those people that you could drop him into anything and he would just go excel. Yeah, sure. I mean, Cat's different. That's what he does. He's 44 years old and he's dominating in the NFL. He quarterbacked against a guy the other day who was 20, he was 22 when that guy was born. He's double his age. That's funny. I mean, that doesn't happen. So, to me, Brady's such an outlier that I don't talk about him in normal conversations. Mm-hmm. But no, some, like with Breeze, you're like, damn. It's milk toast. Boring. And Peyton has no patience whatsoever. For like, I have no patience for bad drivers when they're driving. <laughs> Peyton has no patience for the person who's not dialed in, ready to go. Especially like, if, hey, if they're talking to a quarterback when he talks football, he wants to by God talk. Let's talk he football. Does. He does. If I want to talk bad football, I'll go to Burger King. And when he was frustrated with Drew, yeah, and it was so funny, kind of watch Elod sit back and giggle at it, like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> No, I mean, you look at it, and frankly, because it's, you know, Eli is there to balance off Peyton a little bit. They have different personalities. Yeah. But then you looked at it and went, no, for what Eli is trying to do or what his role is, he's better than Breeze would be. I mean, like, Breeze oh. doesn't have that. It, it's, it's, no. I think NBC is expecting Breeze to grow, and maybe he does, but I don't really know what his stick is yet. He's still trying to figure out even what his personality is supposed to be on air. I'll be honest, if I'm NBC. And I watched last night. That was worrisome. I'm picking up the phone, speaking of agents, and I'm calling Peyton and Eli's agents, whoever they might be. Give me a number. Give me a number. Either one of you. Don't care. No, they'd both be great. Yeah. I mean, I would love Peyton Manning in the broadcast booth. He'd pick a game apart. I'd, I would literally know whether my team was about to win or lose. <laughs> and I think Eli, too, because Eli recognizes coverage is faster than, than – yeah, he's guys. just not. Yeah, he just doesn't say. He's anything. just kind of laid back about. It. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, there's zero with the. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's. Oh, yeah. How about that? <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Peyton's intense. Well, I mean, even a little bit of like last night when I, I thought it was interesting when and and, 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 and Breeze kind of did this too to Jameis. You know, they're talking about how they had this the offensive line call making the mic calls and stuff, and then. Breeze was like, nah, I mean, like, we did, I did that. I, 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 it would be weird to me to not make those calls. Like, you've got to be running everything, and Peyton's kind of nodding or whatever. But it was it was almost a sign of just how uncomfortable Jameis is, that even in one year they've literally had to switch who makes calls at the line of scrimmage and put it on somebody else who's not as efficient because of the whole deal. And I'm, as a Saints fan, I'm going, oh, okay, that's <laughs> not great. Because Jameis looks so uncomfortable. He looks terrified in the pocket right now. The offense doesn't fit him. They don't. Romero said it. He was all over social media with it last night. They built a team around Breeze throwing underneath and short and physical receivers. Now you've got a strong arm guy that needs to go down the field and is and not very accurate on the short and intermediate. And they don't have anybody to run the route. They don't have the speed guy. No, and even when Thomas gets back, that's not his. He's game. just another one of the other guys. So it's there. I mean, a win is a win, and they're four and two. But yeah, there's nothing about that last night where you went, oh wow, yeah, they're really good. I mean, it, no. I mean, they were in a they were in a last possession game with Geno Smith at quarterback for the other team. You talk about uncomfortable in the pocket, by the way. Poor Geno. Geno's. He was a rough. Yeah. And Peyton would be like, you've got to 
Yeah. Gino, not you. Yeah. All, every time, o- over and over, it's like, oh, that, well, Russell Wilson, yeah. Well, you understand now why Russell Wilson makes what he makes. Yeah. So. It, I just, I don't know. The whole the whole broadcast is great. It's a fantastic idea. Other people are going to figure out how do you try to emulate something. It will be very difficult. I think Peyton's terrific. Yeah. I do. I mean, I he he and Eli together are are fantastic. Peyton is just remarkably good at it. Yeah, I, I mean, I came home from Carson's soccer game. There was about five minutes left in the second quarter. The girls were leaving this morning to go back to Fayetteville. I had stuff going on, and I turned it on and ended up glued to it. Mm-hmm. On a night when normally I don't know that I would have watched much of that game. No, if, you wouldn't have focused on the main telecast. If any at all. Night. Yeah. Yeah, so – Talk a little Ole Miss in a minute. First about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Walk-Ons. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp. Plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality and fresh quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Uh, it's seventeen thirty seven B University Avenue, opening in less than a month. If you want to uh, join their team, uh, they you can apply on site there at seventeen thirty seven B University Avenue in Oxford. We're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a uh, sports betting network that uh, it's free to use. I was introduced to it about a month ago or so. There's no third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. It's bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW. Also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Go to Muddy Water Outdoors, enter the promo code Rebel Grove, get 35% off any products from the site. Free shipping on $100 or more at MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. Same promo code at DeadSoxy. It's DeadSoxy.com. Promo code Rebel Grove for 25% off the best socks you will ever put on your feet. Three home games in November. Got Liberty coming to town, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt. So three more opportunities to tailgate in the Grove. You want to make sure you do it right. Get in touch with Kyle Thornton and the people at 7 South Tailgating. 7SouthTailgating.com, 662-321-1682. Halloween coming up usually means you have a couple. You want to make sure that you're ready for Halloween for those games in the Grove. Get in touch with Game Changer Patch. Uh, They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. And we're brought to you by ACS, owned and operated by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency staff and troubleshooting shop and a UL508A panel shop. Go to acsllcms.com to learn more or call 662-601-4381. 
podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. See everything going on this week and every week here local around town. You can also uh, check out Tunes Around Town when Ole Miss returns home in a couple weeks to play Liberty. That game's at 11 o'clock, by the way. Tunes Around Town, 5 to 7 on Friday. Local artists all around the square, at least three different locations for that. The Double Decker Bus Tours, 3 and 4 o'clock on that Friday. An adult ticket gets you a ticket, or sorry, $100 off a pair of blue Delta jeans. So to find out more, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Uh, basketball or football? Ready? Where are you going to go? Uh... Let's go to football before we okay. upset everybody. So Lane Kiffin yesterday. Um, I, he was doing more speaking yesterday, more talking about people, not directly to them, more uh, a little of everything. I thought, you and I talked about it last night a little bit, I thought he seemed, I don't know about more comfortable, I don't know if that's the word, but he seemed less frustrated. He seemed less... Uh, Maybe even anxious a little bit. I think there was part of him that knew how big of a deal the weekend was yeah. and needed everything to be what it was, not just for the weekend or in a micro standpoint, but in a macro, I need this to look like what it can look like for this program standpoint on a much bigger level. Um, and I think he that's more than got fair. That. And I thought because of that, he kind of took a sigh a little bit in a good way, a little bit of a deep breath and went, you know, okay, like that. Now, how do we get it from that to some semblance of that every week? Yeah. But at least, I mean, I think there was part of him that said, hey, I saw this in 14 and 15, but we're not getting it. So how do we get it? Because it's a big deal and it hasn't been very good. Lane has never struck me, and I mean this in a, in a good way. Lane has never struck me as a, a really patient person. No. Like, hey, the six-year plan, that's not the way he operates. No. And so he comes and he gets the uh, pandemic right away. So the whole 2020 season is this weird, what the hell is this, 25%. I'm getting fined about masks. I got all this COVID crap. I always sense that he, if you could have taken off the PR spin, he would have said, this is stupid. That's what I, I think he would have said. Sure. And then this year they get going and he has this quarterback that is a generational talent. And for whatever reason – or reasons they didn't get a big crowd for the first game they didn't get a you know the two lane thing happened and yeah it rained and there was a two-hour delay and all that stuff but by the end the stadium didn't have a feel to it i wasn't at the arkansas game but i was told it didn't have a lot of atmosphere until it had a lot of arkansas fans between the 30s yeah on that on at least on the one side and so i think he thought wait well you know what, what what are we doing here and you mix that in with they go to Tuscaloosa, and it, it is what it is. They were hungry for his return. And they go to Knoxville, and it was a freaking circus. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, I kind of would like to have that here. And there was all this hype about it. And I think throughout the week, as you remember, because it was just last week, it was, are they going to sell it out? And you and I were smart, I think, about it. Like I had people going, are you going to write something? about? no, because it's going to sell out. Mm-hmm. Just chill. But it finally did, and then the game went off perfectly. They they won the game. All the stuff with Eli went according to everyone I've talked to as well as it could have gone. Um, I think the feedback they got from recruits was really really good. And yeah, I think I think maybe some of not that he had doubts because I'm not inside the guy's head. I don't talk to him, and neither do you. So, but I 
think some of the yeah exhales might be right. Hey, maybe this is going to be okay. Maybe maybe we can get this rolling here. The quote that everybody focused on, and it's kind of what I focused on too, because I don't know. Um, I, I don't know exactly what he meant. You didn't necessarily know what he what he meant either. But he was asked about the atmosphere, and he could have just talked about the atmosphere and let that have been that. But that's he, not what he did. He, he did not. Um, well, he did, and then he kept going. Yeah. And he said. It all goes hand in hand. We have a very high expectation here. Like someone said this morning, you guys are bowl eligible. I didn't even realize that because it's not the way we think. Honestly, we're trying to change the way a lot of people think. So we'll see if we can get there. Yeah. Who's he talking about? I don't know. I mean, I do the, I do it every week. And yesterday, I, so what I do is I wait until the transcript is available because I don't want to spend okay. two hours transcribing that. No. And I wait till the transcript's available. To Ole Miss's credit, they don't water down the transcript much at all no it's pretty much the quotes um and so i i was thinking about it already like what was he trying to say and when you read the quote you're like okay you answered the question and then you went into something else nobody asked you about bowl eligibility you had that in the, that was on his mind on the checklist of things to talk about yesterday he had three or four things he wanted to talk about yesterday Someone had the audacity to mention bowl eligibility, and that pissed him off. <laughs> he wanted to talk about Jake Springer a lot, and I wonder if it's because Jake is the kind of kid that just needs a lot of positive affirmation. Sure. Could be. I don't know. He wanted to talk about Matt Corral and the Heisman. Yeah. And it seems like there's something else that I'm missing. I don't whatever. But on this, it was, I'm getting to this, and I'm getting to it right now. And I don't know who that was directed to. I would love to know that. It felt like... Someone in the building said something, is my guess. Is that the way you took it? Yeah. I almost wondered if it was a buy-in on no, like, we need everybody in the right direction here to get this recruiting done. Well, it could be that, too. Hey, we're in on some dudes. Like, hey, this isn't... We're not content finishing 19th in the recruiting rankings. We need to move. Well, look, here's the elephant in the room. Might have been an NIL thing. Oh, that's where I was going. NIL's a big deal. It's the, it's the thing that, not just Ole Miss. This isn't an Ole Miss-specific deal. Everybody's got to figure it out. Because NIL has made, quote, cheating, end quote, in recruiting, not cheating anymore. And you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that means booster buy-in. It means network buy-in. It means buy-in. People ask, why is the LSU job so attractive? Because they have a very active booster network. And I write this all the time. People get hung up on the Saban thing. And I get it. The best coach ever. And Lane worked with them. And we saw them fight on the sidelines and all that stuff. And Lane Kiffin spent three years inside that building. Lane Kiffin spent three years on those planes flying out to recruit the best players in the country. Watching the best network in the world get going. He saw how the sausage was made. He saw the ingredients that were needed to make the sausage. That's what, and that's what he wants, whether it's at Ole Miss or wherever he may one, one day end up. He knows to win at, to win at this level the way that he wants to win. You have to have that operating for you, and it is what it is. He has been at the in, in their own respective eras the two best network machines in college football, USC in the 2000s and Alabama whenever. 
in different ways a little bit, but at the end of the day, they got the dudes. Both those schools, whoever they wanted, for the most part. Yeah. I guess with respect to whatever Georgia's doing right now. But, um, well, Georgia's Alabama East. Georgia's doing exactly what Alabama does. Just with a different shade of red and a black G on the helmet instead of the number of championships. That's yeah. it. It's the same damn program. It's the same program. And people joke about this. and It's like in basketball. And I, I'm, we're kind of mixing around. I, I see people go, well, so-and-so cheats and so-and-so cheats. Yes, of course they cheat. And you should be cheating too. Because if you're not cheating right now, you are not trying. Or you don't have the money to do it. What did you say the other day? There's a black market in everything. Yeah. There's a black market in NIL. It just is what it is. You can bitch about it, and you can whine and fuss about it and carry on, or, or, or you can get with the program. Those are your two choices. One gives you a chance to compete. One assures that you lose. And if it's not fair, I mean, what do you tell your kids when your kids go, well, it's just not fair. I mean, if you're a good parent, you go, I get it, but life's not fair. Suck it up. Let's go. Or you can go, yeah, you're a victim, and your child will grow up to be an absolute effing loser. And it will be your fault because you taught your kid to be a victim. Or you can teach your kid suck it up and overcome. You, you decide. And that's kind of where everybody is right now, not just Ole Miss. It's a new landscape. It's a new day, and you got to figure it out. Or get left behind. The thing that's probably too, because somebody asked us on the board yesterday, said, why can't this happen in IL, this happen in IL? Look, NILs are part of recruiting plans. I mean, that's what I, I told somebody yesterday. I said, the way that this thing with Arch Manning is, it's not even necessarily about the money. It's about putting plans together that increase brand awareness, yeah. increase visibility, those type of things. I mean, I'm liking recruiting right now, too, especially with any kind of national kid. And this probably goes for almost all basketball recruits in the top 100, 150 in the country. It's almost like if a, if an athlete or a celebrity or an like a musical artist is picking a new agency yeah, where they're going to get their money either way, but they're still picking the agency based off whatever the best plan is in that. I mean, yeah. those guys aren't going to become poppers the next day just because they chose TAA or whomever right. or whatever. But at the end of the day, they still got to pick one. And in a little way, schools have become mini agencies here. Who do we have in our resources? What kind of plan are we putting in place? And what is not just the financial aspects, but the brand awareness over the next three to four years for those kids as they pick schools? I mean, that that's almost what I feel like we're in an era of right now is is is, is promotion um, as much as anything else with, with, with this. Yeah, it's why so, if I'm Ole Miss, I'm walking up to Lane They Kip. think they're starting their NFL brand awareness right now because, frankly, they kind of are. They are. Yeah. So if I'm Ole Miss, I'm walking into Lane Kiffin's office today with a contract that's essentially blank and go and fill it in. Fill it in. They're, they're talking about you on Monday Night Football. Yeah. In 2019, they would not have been talking about Ole Miss on Monday Night Football. They just wouldn't have. And it's nothing that gets mad or anybody that was there. We've established that. Those are really good people. But it didn't work. You have to have promotion now unless you are one of about five programs. I mean, there's maybe, I mean, like, I'm not even sure there are five. Might just be like two. 
Alabama kind of sells itself at this point. Ohio State kind of sells itself at this point, and that's about it. Maybe Notre Dame, and that's it. I mean, everybody else, you you got to have you got to have an active promotional arm. And I I get the money is not the same because obviously the the big the, the big swoosh, but under Kiffin at least the exciting brand of football, the whatever. Yeah, Ole Miss has a chance to kind of be the SEC Oregon a little bit of. Hey, sure. The, that, that's sure. Niches aren't bad. Everybody took offense to the niche conversation a few years ago. Niches are good. You need a niche. If you can't be Alabama, yeah. you need a niche. Yeah. What is the niche? Okay. Well, we do this. I mean, look around the league. How many people in the league can be Alabama? So far, none. I mean, Georgia's close. At the end of this season, we might go. Georgia is Alabama. Yeah, okay, sure. fair enough. But I mean, that's it. Took took Kirby. How many years has he been there? Avish, I don't know. I mean, they they were a play away from a title, so he's been close. He's yeah. done a hell of a job. Nobody else can do that, so you got to have a niche. It's also not complete coincidence that they've gotten a little better when he stopped completely trying to be a copy of Nick Saban. He's still a crotchety dude and weird, but he's not just completely trying yeah. to to play parrot anymore. Frankly, it's what Lane does so well. Is he still himself? Lane's himself, and he's not. I mean, Nick Saban never gets off the bus with an Eli Manning jersey. No. By the way, whoever, yeah. whoever's idea that was, Lane's or whoever's genius. Yeah. Nick Saban never wears the the hoodie with Manning ten on it. No. At a game, for God's sake. No, 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 no. But so much of what Kiffin has done in his program, the building access to the building. Um, advisors, uh, uh, analysts, that stuff, is Alabama. It's an absolute copy of Alabama. It's one of the reasons when people talk about like the Miami job, for example, I go, I don't see that. And people are like, why? And I'm like, Miami would pay Kiffin $9 million. Okay, great, but what about the rest of it? What about the building full of analysts? Is Miami going to pay them? It's expensive to live in Miami. Well, it's expensive to live in Oxford, but you know what I mean. Is is that is Miami going to do that? The answer to that is probably not. So when people do the Wiz Kiffin going to leave thing, I'm like, I don't know. There aren't that many places he could go that make a ton of sense, really, in college football. I mean, I have no idea whether Lane wants to coach in the NFL one day or not. Again, I have no no clue. Yeah, but. In, in the college game, I mean, yeah. Would he leave for Alabama? Of course. He and every other coach in the country not named Kirby Smart. And Kirby might do it. Hell, I don't know. But the other ones are, are no. I mean, you know, I, there, there aren't that many places. So it's about what can you do with making your brand. And, and he's done a really remarkable job of already assimilating a lot of what Alabama does at Ole Miss. People, I can remember big-name people here saying, Oh, that would never work here. It's different access here. It's a different, different culture here. Blah, blah, blah. He's done it. Now, for it to work, and he's kind of said this, you have to win. If Nick Saban goes to Alabama and goes, hey, every one of you bastards, get excuse my language, get the hell out of the building. I'm just going to win. And then he doesn't win, he's out. I mean, it still is remarkable. I mean, Lane joked about it on Saturday. They are 10-2 and two in their last 12 games with eight of those against SEC teams and one of those an Outback Bowl game against Indiana. So essentially a full season because you've got eight league games and you've got a Power 5 game and you've got three whatever else they've done during that period of time. It's remarkable. I mean, it's absolutely remarkable. And frankly, this it's Louisville, so never mind, two. 
10 and 2 with 10 power 5 games pretty damn impressive i mean oh. it's 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 from where they were holy hell um i mean i wrote that in 10 thoughts on on the s- alternate universe world right now where something else is going in oxford and matt corral is winning the Heisman at oregon and they're ranked number 2 in the country and the whole deal and i mean and frankly there would I'll, I'll be honest. I, I wouldn't be about to be reading the Manscaped ad here in a second. I mean, I'll be like, honest. I think I would be watching Carson play soccer somewhere else. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'd still be here. Yeah. Not that that matters one bit at all. I'm just that that alternate universe <laughs> is. It's this thin. I it mean, just didn't. Yeah. And, and yeah. And by the way, Kiffin's eight and two at Arkansas. So great, awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, because he would have walked in there and inherited a ton of speed. Yeah, I know. Morris left a lot of pieces on the outside. Yeah, that he would have he would have had success with. Yeah, he'd done something with Burks. So anyway, oh God. Yeah, can you imagine? I know how many balls that kid would have caught. Yeah. Support for the Oxford XM Podcast brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched a fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free shipping with the code MPW at manscaped.com. Matching shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. One of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by performance. The craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0 are next level. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredibly comfortable grooming experience. The fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You can be confident in all those sensitive areas. The updated trimmer has a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. You can even customize your uh, guard length, sizes 1 through 4. It's got wireless charging as well, which uses electromagnetic induction to help battery length last longer. It's time to get your own ball and hair body trimmer with Manscaped. It's time to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MPW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use MPW. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Pinpoint, pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state and all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates. They utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the village at Madison. It will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of retail, restaurant, medical, and professional office space, along with roughly 75 zero-lot line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. If you'd like to learn more, get in touch with B.B. and Sam at 601 586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans is happy to announce the inaugural Coastal Cup Waterfowl Tournament hosted January 19th through the 21st at the Bay Flats Lodge on the San Antonio Bay of Texas. This competitive team duck hunting event will include two days of Texas coastal waterfowl hunting, meals, drinks, and lodging, and two pairs of custom jeans for every participant. Special guest of the event will include Josh Raggio, of Raggio Custom Calls, and Barton Ramsey of Southern Oak Kennels. You've heard us talk for years about Blue Delta's annual golf tournament. Now it's time for the duck hunters to show their skill. For information on the event or to register your team, contact Blake Kokenauer at blake at bluedeltagenes.com. 
Um, we are also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, pearls, everything. They've got it at Lamons. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. You may have noticed on the calendar that November is right around the corner. You may have noticed when you walk outside that it's cooled a little bit. Now's a really good time to make sure that air conditioner is ready to fire. A heater, I should say your heating system is ready to fire. It's Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Great uh, products and services, different names, same exact stuff, if you will. Same people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, it's 662-429-4429. College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop with two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Podcast also brought to you by NE Spark. That's Northeast Spark. Service people across rural communities with two great internet packages, the Ignite 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and much more. So, again, to get the best in around, call the office, 662-238-3159. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. You can get the uh, catering and tailgate package. to get it delivered right there to the Grove when Ole Miss is back for Liberty here in a week and a half or so. Artisanal cheese trays, charcuterie trays. they got plenty of add-on items, great stuff from spiced honey and pepper jelly to their uh, strawberry ham and over hot sauce and much more. Sandwiches, salads, plenty of desserts, cherry buttermilk pies, cannolis, and more, that's 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Just 24-hour notice required or stop by their location right there on White Oak Lane off Molly Bar in Oxford. So, basketball today. Um, Jalen Reed, again, son of um, former Ole Miss guys player Justin Reed, who passed away tragically a few years ago. He uh, is choosing between I guess, several schools, but Maryland, Ole Miss, and Florida have been the most mentioned here over the last few months. Um, he, uh, It seemed to be Ole Miss and Maryland for the longest time. Florida, however, uh, has picked up a ton of momentum, and I just kind of stumbled into being pretty sourced on Jalen Reed. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> oddly, because um, I almost like felt a little bad. I was like, I haven't had a basketball nugget or chick in like, Eight years, and I come in. I'm like, yeah, he's going to Florida. Like, I kind of feel like an <laughs> asshole a little bit yesterday, and that was like not exactly, not exactly tied into basketball recruiting. And uh, um, look, there's a lot of stuff. I saw Dora's rule make a joke about it on the board. Um, to the best of my knowledge, Ole Miss satisfied any network requirements through this recruitment, <laughs> if necessary. Um, trying to be careful here. I'm not even really trying to be careful. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, if somebody would like to jump on and go, hey, now, I'm like, come on. It's yeah, basketball. I have to stop. Yeah. Point being, from an I've NIL already, I've already said if you from ain't cheating, any you other, ain't From any other standpoint, um, that did not appear to be the case. This is looks to be a matter of Jalen Reed simply not following in his father's footsteps, going to play. And, again, look, if he ends up signing with Ole Miss today, then all you guys can be happy and whatever, and I'll eat one and – I'll tell you why. I don't recover basketball recruiting. But um, nonetheless, I think nah, he's going to Florida today. I, I mean. 
I feel pretty good. If I had the information that you had, I would be out here going, he's going to Florida. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I'm aware of your sourcing. Yeah, it's decent. Uh, Mike White. Mike White did not play with Justin Reed. He came in. Justin came in just after Mike had finished. Obviously, both Ole Miss alums. This is a matter a matter of of Jalen not fathering his father, um, going somewhere else. Obviously, Mike though can relate in some of those ways. I mean, he knows knew Justin, knew a lot of those deals. Um, this is just a recruiting loss, and I mean, I'll let Neil kind of take over in a second as far as maybe what it means because he's more tied with the basketball program, but. If you're Ole Miss, it was you, you obviously don't go and grab top basketball kids all the time. That's been a struggle throughout their history. Um, and frankly, getting them to pan out once they get into campus has been another problem from, from time to time. But point being, when you've got a legacy and a kid you've recruited for this long, to lose him over simply a basketball decision is a uh. really tough blow. That is That is an incredibly difficult blow, not just – for the roster and the kid, but from the standpoint of the program and what that means from a visibility of your program, from a, an attraction level of your program, and all these different things. I mean, this is one where if you're taking the step, it's it's a it's a big deal. It's something that is is, is permeated through a lot of different elements to, to being a loss. I mean, one of our top basketball guys on our message board yesterday said, Frankly, it feels like breakfield, but worse. And I think that's a I think that's a fair and valid thing. Um, that it's something that put so much time in. You had a very natural tie in, a very natural element to it, and it didn't it didn't happen. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I was shocked yesterday because everybody I had been talking to was saying, "Yeah, it's going to be Ole Miss." I never never once bought the Maryland thing. No, I knew they'd done a good job recruiting him. But I never bought that. And then his roommate out there in California is committed to Ole Miss. And I thought, well, he'll go to Ole Miss too. And then yesterday I figured it was NIL related. We'll just call it that because that's just easier to say. And then I was told wasn't that. It was basketball, which has to be a very sobering thing inside that building. It's got to be It's got to be kind of a, a – cold water dump on you where you've got to look yourself in the mirror a little bit and go what are we doing are we doing something wrong did we did we take him for granted did we misevaluate him early should we have been on him earlier how does all that work and I know coaches will say well it's easy to second guess and it is but look you got to get those kinds of players I mean he's the kind of player you could market here Part of the problem at places like Ole Miss sometimes is that you don't ever get the big star player with some sort of a story behind him that you can market. I mean, you know, and for it to be a basketball decision, that's got to be tough. Like, Ole Miss recruited the hell out of Johnny O'Brien. That wasn't a basketball decision. It was a business decision. Yeah, because they didn't get Wendell Carter. It wasn't because they didn't try. I yeah. mean, that's not. It wasn't. They didn't get Malik Newman because they didn't give it a shot. Yeah. They didn't get Malik Newman because they went shopping at a Mercedes dealership with, with Honda money. Yeah. This is tough. I mean, a 6'10 kid who a lot of people think is an instant impact at the college level. Yeah, 108 nationally, 6'10, 225, four-star power forward. Been uh been at Oak Hill, now at Santa Southern California Academy in Santa Clarita, California. 
And still, how many of those guys Ole Miss has ties to? Answer is not many. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I don't know what happened. Frankly, and here's part of the problem. Here is you and I both look at analytics a lot. We're covering a tenth-ranked football team right now. That's about to go play the 18th-ranked team in the country on ESPN on Saturday night. And if Ole Miss were to win, we go into a November covering football and nothing but football. And I get it that basketball starts. Nobody will care. Mm -hmm. And that's a true statement. Nobody will care. You haven't written a whole bunch of fall baseball this year because nobody's caring to read it. They want football. They want all the football they can get. It's one of Ole Miss's real challenges. It's a challenge for a lot of people, but for Ole Miss, it's a real challenge. You've got to figure out how to make basketball relevant because right now it's kind of irrelevant. And it's hard to get a fan base totally engaged when you go on the recruiting trail and you lose Jamin Brakefield. And I know that he's here now, and that helps. But then you lose Jalen Reed. And you're signing guys that aren't, the five-star guys that other – Alabama's signing five-star guys. Arkansas signing five-star guys. Auburn's got Jabari Smith Jr. right now who might be the second pick in the NBA draft. You don't have those kinds of players, and yet you're playing against those kinds of players. It's really hard to go, hey, we're relevant. Well – And some of it, too, is just getting the evaluations right when you do – get guys who are even anywhere in that ballpark. I mean, some of their problem right now is, you know, for this season to go well for Ole Miss, Morrell has got to really take a step. He's got to shoot. He's got to do a little bit of everything. You know, what's that look like? Um, does he turn into a guy that was a top 50, top 75 player, or whatever he was coming out of high school? Do you do you maximize the potential that at least was seen there by recruiting guys? You know, they spent so much time and effort, and they thought that Sean Robinson was going to be this key cog into the basketball program, and he he red shirts for a year, and now he's at San Jose State. He doesn't necessarily get picked up by another main program. You know, some of the some of the not caring because I mean, look, Ole Miss has been a fine basketball team. They've been okay. They've not been great. Haven't been terrible. They've been okay. I mean, they missed the tournament by a game last year or something like that. But point being, it's players. It's 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 getting excited about recruits who sign and then actually show up on the court and do sure. those things. Sure. And in basketball, especially when it's so much you're closer to the action and there's not as big of rosters and one player feels so much bigger than maybe any other sport other than a quarterback. Yes. It's it's a it's a big deal that they're not signing and then getting the productivity from those kind of guys. And it's a it's a weird haymaker a year. What does Morrell look like? What does Deshaun Ruffin look like in year one who's going to have to play a ton of minutes? I mean, it's kind of that thing. And then in the back of your head, whether this is fair or not, and frankly it's really not, but it's still going to be a point of emphasis with a fan base that's frustrated by basketball is what happens in Birmingham with K.J. Buffin. Did you run off a guy that ends up doing 18 and 10 for, yeah. for UAB? Some of those things. I don't know. It's just – and again, not really putting this on anybody necessarily, but from an overall program attitude standpoint, I think all these factors are going to play into it. Here's the problem with basketball this year is you're playing in a league where there are seven, seven teams. teams that are just clearly better than you. In whatever order you want to put them in, Alabama, Kentucky, Florida, Arkansas, LSU, Auburn, who am I leaving out? Tennessee. 
those teams are just all better than you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And there's a decent chance Mississippi State's just better than you. That puts you at eighth right there. You're on the fringe of the bubble before you ever even get started. Mm-hmm. In a sport where it's you either make the tournament or you don't count. No one cares whether you make the NIT or the CBA or the whatever the hell. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. If I asked 100 people right now, Ole Miss played in the NIT against who and lost, Could how many would know that it was Louisiana Tech? I wouldn't have until you gave me a minute. It took a second. Yet if I say, who did Ole Miss lose to in the NCAA tournament in Columbia? Everybody Columbia. goes, Oklahoma. Yeah. One tournament matters. One tournament's completely irrelevant. So you walk in day one as this seventh or eighth team, and that's assuming you're better than Texas A&M, South Carolina, those programs. And, yeah, you're going to win some games because that's the way basketball works. I mean, you're going to play, I don't know, maybe maybe you catch Auburn with an injury and they're tired or whatever, and you beat them. But can you consistently be better than those teams the way that – Bruce Pearl is recruiting, the way that Nate Oates is recruiting, the way that Will Wade is recruiting, the way that Mike White is recruiting, the way that Eric Musselman is recruiting, the way that Rick Barnes is recruiting. If the answer is no, well, then you – so you're back to addressing the basic question is, okay, so is that cool or not? Mm -hmm. Because if it's cool, okay, fair enough. Move on. But if it's not – you can sit around and whine about it, or you can figure it out. And I don't know that it's figure outable. I don't know that you can get the NL, NLI money together for basketball when. when the, Some of the problem is it's hard for both those programs to be rolling at the same time. I was trying to think was there ever a time when Hugh Freeze was winning that. Andy Kennedy was winning at the same time. Yeah, they went to the tournament the same year as the either the Peach the Peach Bowl, I think. One of those two years. The year that Ole Miss won the the SEC no, the tournament. Other year. They played Xavier. Oh, okay. Yeah. With Saez and, and those guys. Yeah. Because in that stretch, Ole Miss was in Omaha, the NCAA tournament and an access ball right. within a year of one another. But it wasn't often. Well, it wasn't because they recruited these stud top thirty guys. I mean, Andy I, just put a roster together. He got a kid out of where was where's Moody from FIU or FAU yeah, one right. or the other yeah and, FIU I think and he went out and got Saiz from Spain and yeah he was at that Sunrise Academy or whatever it was you know they won with Marshall because Marshall nobody else would touch him mm-hmm. and they had Reggie and Murphy and yeah dudes. It's just hard truth is no one's done it and it I don't know if it's doable or you not know, Murphy who'd left and come back yeah <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's doable maybe it's not I I don't know. Now, if you ask 100 fans, do you want to win in football or men's basketball, it's going to be at least 99 that go football. And people do the baseball thing. And I don't think baseball's relevant in this conversation because it's not – NIL's not a deal there yet, really, other than maybe a handful of schools are going to figure yeah, out – Baseball a, is its own level of complicated to a point that's not even – yeah, it's, it's – b- b- yeah, the the baseball thing is a few schools are going to figure out a way to get from 11.7 to basically 16 yeah. or 18 yeah, or whatever. whatever. But basketball, it's kind of – the, the, everybody's got 13. Mm-hmm. Do what you will with it. And I don't 
it's the irony from that point is from an infrastructure standpoint of how literally the sport is formulated. Basketball should be easier to compete than baseball. But again, we live in bizarre world around here and it is what it is. So for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And, and so I'm interested. This, this is an interesting year because there's, and boy, you really saw this in basketball. You went a year where people couldn't go to games. Mm-hmm. Now you got to try to get them to come back. And you're really at the mercy of TV and basketball. Yeah. You know, you know. And that's some of the attendance problems. Everybody's gripes and just a couple different things. It's A, you're never going to fill club seating all the time. And just that's any program in the country. Yep. And it shines right the way the cameras are at Ole Miss on that area. And that's all you see for the most part. And then two, you don't have urban populations around. I mean, yeah. that's been always been a problem is that 8 o'clock on Wednesday game. I mean, if you live in Jackson, you're getting home at 1 a.m. Yeah, and the games and the games on television. Yeah, so what are you doing? You know, if it's a six, okay, how am I getting there on the other side? I mean, it's just it's a problem. So I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But look, there's no spinning it. Anybody that goes, oh, well, it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. This was a this was a big time recruit that that you targeted, that you wanted, a lot of ties. I think there was an assumption that you would get. Mm -hmm. You had ties to him. That's the big thing. Normally, you don't have ties to them, and so it's just you're starting from scratch. In this case, you weren't starting from scratch. No, his dad's name's in the rafters. I mean, it's... and you lose him, and that's tough. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by G and M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G and M there on South Lamar in Oxford that deliver locally in the Oxford area. And if you're a state and school employee in the area, in short, the state sign with an insurance provider who's a CVS Caremark. It's a pharmacy benefit manager. Don't confuse that with CVS Pharmacy. I know the logo is the same on the cards, but don't worry. You can keep doing what you're doing. You do not have to transfer to any other pharmacy. Tyson Drugs and G&M will take care of you. So if you have that insurance, keep doing what you're doing. Stay with Tyson Drugs and G&M. You get, again, free delivery. You get right-way meds. You get med sync to fill your prescriptions the same day each month, and they will take care of you. So whether it's on the square in Holly Springs or it's on South Lamar in Oxford, that's 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. It's MyPinWealth.com. It's also home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. They can conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Just get in touch with them at MyPinWealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about traveling this holiday season, think about something next summer, just get in touch with John. Give him some parameters, not perimeter. I'm some basketball for a second parameters and a budget and uh, he'll find you some options a lot of options that you're not going to come up with on your own and no you don't have to live in or near memphis to take advantage of his services it's 901-494-3387 or j edwards at regencytravel.net we're also brought to you by opa it's oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square delicious menu featuring heroes wraps kebabs fresh redfish lamb chops and much more an awesome bar serving your favorite handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations. They have an amazing candlelit patio. It's located at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse, next to the old Soulshine Pizza location. So it's OPA. It officially opens on Monday, so you're coming in in November. you got your plans. Add OPA to your list. Check that out. When you're also coming up for holiday shopping and that kind of thing, again, 306 South Lamar Boulevard, in Oxford, opens on Monday. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. Complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. GrenadaNissanUSA.com. 
Uh, Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors is the person to call if you're thinking about real estate in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. If you're a recent grad without much experience, reach out to Service Specialist. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. Prospective employers should be looking as well because Service Specialist always has names and resumes ready for your perusal. People that have jobs but they're looking to relocate to Mississippi and keeping it kind of quiet for obvious reasons, they've got those names. So get in touch with them, 662-832-5138 or servicespecialistltd.com. Alpha Specialties is located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. They're the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more, all types of truck accessories, and a 10% discount off of yearly trailer service and inspection at their full-service shop just by telling them you heard about them on the podcast. 901, not 901-601-932-9798, or alphaofms.com. I talked to uh, Chance Campbell yesterday, the reigning SEC Defensive Player of the Week. That was brought to you by The Rogue. It's up at rebelgrove.com. It's also up at this podcast network. So please click it, hit the like button. That'd be great. It's brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Uh, Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, the Ole Miss gear that uh, Chance wears each week, all of that can be found at The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson, or therogue.com. And then we're also brought to you by OPC. Don't forget, if you uh, want to register your son or daughter for Oxford Park Commission Youth Basketball, a registration is open. 7 to 15 is the age that they're eligible to play, $50 per participant. Season will run January 3rd through February 24th, oxfordparkcommission.com. To sign up today. World Series beginning tonight. You've got Astros in seven, I believe, is what you uh, what you predicted. So there's uh, there's that. That is in Houston, seven oh five for uh, for game one tonight. Um, big story about Freddie Freeman finally getting in the World Series and it potentially being his last one in Atlanta. Obviously, so they've got to resign. I mean, if, if, if your if your window is open, you have to have Freddie Freeman on. How old's Freddie? Is he thirty? Round 30, right? Such a weird call, right? Because you got to give him the big, long deal. So you got to give him the big, long deal, which means that the end of that deal, you're 32. Not. He's 32. So at the end of that deal, if you're Freddie Freeman right now, you're asking for a six-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Six, seven-year deal. Yeah. It's not the money. It's the money at the end of the deal. When Freddie Freeman's 38, do you really want to be paying him $35 million? And that's the problem. And then if you let him walk, your fan base looks at you and goes, wait a minute. I grew up bringing my kid to these games, and Freddie Freeman's our favorite player. Our dog's named Freddie because of Freddie Freeman. 
He's in, in, embraced the community. All of those things. It's a very hard call. It's a very hard call. The Astros are staring at this with Carlos Correa. He's going to walk. The deal with the Braves, though, is frankly they're in the World Series and have a chance to kind of steal a championship with Soraka and Acuna hurt. I mean, they're not even in there. I know. I know. Your window's still open for like five years. So I feel like you almost have to pay it, knowing that, hey, look, later on we might suck, but if you win a ring or two, it's not going to freaking matter. I got to do this. Chet, he says, bottom line, Ole Miss has allowed media and coaches to build a narrative that allows excuses for basketball ineptitude. No, Chet, there's no effing money. Okay? There's no money. When it comes down to booster money, do you think that money is going to be spent on a wide receiver, a defensive tackle, or a shooting guard? You tell me. There's a reason that nobody's getting it done there. There's one reason. One and only one. You don't like that, and you fight this narrative thing. You have this absolute whatever word you want to use for Andy Kennedy. And now Kermit's doing the, the results are the same. The results are identical. You have teams that get to the cusp of the bubble and don't make it. And this isn't a slam on Kermit at all. But if the analytics, the measure that the NCAA used in his first year, the net, if they'd used RPI instead of net, Kermit's first team wouldn't have made it either. It's very hard. You have no NBA presence at all. You can't pin that on Andy Kennedy or Kermit Davis or Rod Barnes or anybody. It just doesn't work. It's possible, and this isn't about AK or Kermit or anyone, it's possible that to do it in basketball here, you're going to have to do something different. And I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's I – don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's you find a Penny Hardaway who's super tied into an AAU program and you just sell out. I don't know. It's really hard in a league where you've got a handful of schools that are completely in and a handful of schools that can't get there because the resources aren't there. Yeah. Look at Frank Martin. He Great took coach. South Carolina to the Final Four, and look where they are now. They're at the bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. Tom Crean won at Marquette, won at Indiana. They're picked to finish They're dead all- last. Yeah. Vanderbilt used to win. They don't win anymore. Buzz Williams has won big everywhere he's ever been. He's not winning big at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's money. Um, I want to talk. We'll talk a little more baseball tomorrow. Wednesday's always kind of our weird day during the week. I want to talk a little bit about Snitker and Dusty uh, tomorrow. Weird postseason manager matchup. Two old school guys, non analytical guys. Some things along those lines. Um, I'm super happy for Snitker. Not so happy for Dusty. The Dusty thing. When Dusty Baker manages your team, you see the flaws, and the flaws are so real. I view Houston's deal as that roster was too good for him to screw it up. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't doubt that he's really good with making – because he is. He's really good with making guys in the clubhouse feel like the manager has his back. Okay. But if you look at the Astros organization, the cheating thing overshadows the fact that they are – while Dusty may not be an analytical guy, they're – their organization is loaded with brilliant people. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while Snitker may not be an analytical guy, the Braves 
Alex Anthopoulos is, their organization is, they give Snitker information every single day that he has been able to employ. Yeah. And he also this year, I think, had, because of his nature as an old school baseball guy, as a guy who understood that this is a marathon, you know, they were 500 forever. Yeah, yeah. And he just kind of stayed with it, just kind of kept calm, kept cool. When the Acuna thing happened and everybody goes, well, that's it. He didn't do that. He said, hey, we're okay. We're going to figure it out. And then Anthopolis, am I saying his name correctly? Yeah, that's right. Anthopolis went out and added um, um, Jorge Soler. And Jock. And Jock Peterson. And uh, the, the the guy from uh, Cincinnati, um, 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 Adam, I can't think of his last name, whose kid is in love with the mascot right now. It's so funny on Twitter. Every time that the kid sees the mascot, he just goes sprinting for it. <laughs> He's like three. Don't tell me mascots don't work. Um Duvall, Adam Duvall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, his little boy is in love with the mascot, which is like, what's this, like Boomer or something? That is it now, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had, the Braves have had some mascot issues, as you're aware of. Um, we don't get Chief Nakahoma anymore. So it just, yeah, they got the big goofy-looking yeah, mascot that, whatever they call it. Everybody, everybody's cheating off the Philly fanatic now. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, if it works. Yeah. Um. That's what they did. They went out and gave them a bunch of pieces. And then to Snitker's credit, he put it together in short order. Mm-hmm. And they also have a really solid bullpen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Eddie Rosario's been fantastic. Rosario's been great. Yeah. To the point that he's playing left now and Soler can DH. Yeah. Um, just did a really good job. It, it's such a... It's such a weird sport. Like, there was an opportunity because the Giants really stressed the Dodgers. The Dodgers couldn't allow themselves to sort of get set. And then Kershaw got hurt, and it opened a window, like you said. And they, to their credit, they took advantage of it and jumped in. And um, what's, what's interesting in Houston is the end of this, some of these cats are going to get paid. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Houston can't pay them all. No. And so you gotta you, you got to face kind of the same decision that – you know, the Cubs had to face in 2016 and, and didn't address it well. Uh, it's 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 hard to do what they've done. They don't. I don't think they get enough credit because of the cheating thing for what they've been able to do, which is build this consistent winner. This is three World Series in five years. Mm-hmm. So, more baseball tomorrow. We'll look at that again. Game one of the World Series tonight, 7.05 for a uh, first pitch. No missing Auburn on Saturday night from the Plains there at Jordan-Hare. So, uh Appreciate everybody today. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Plenty of content up at rebelgrove.com. In the meantime, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you then. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.